wonderful people and welcome to a brand new episode of Bad Thought Therapy. I'm Cherie Hardy and I'm so fortunate to be able to share with you today. I hope that this message helps you in some way, empowers you, and you're able to share this with somebody else, especially if you're a parent. This message really is for parenting, even though I'm not going to make it a part, a direct part of my parenting series to the graveyard or to greatness, but I am going, it's all going to tie together. So what I want to talk about today is, um, I'm going to title this one, Where Is Your Flock Going? Life Lessons from the Julius Jones Story. Where is your flock going? Um, We know that birds, they are, they fly in flocks, groups of birds, we call them flocks. And they generally fly together, and at different times of the year, they fly to different places. So when it's cold, they, they're going to fly to a warmer place. And when it's hot, they may fly to a cooler place. I'm not so familiar with the migrations of birds, but I had just read a great little children's story on my um, children's storytime podcast, and it was about these sandhill cranes. And so I was sort of, you know, just thinking about birds. I was like, okay, I'm going to tie all this together. So Julius Jones, I didn't know much about him until last night. I watched 2020, um, the 2020 special that they did on him. And if you're not familiar with him, he is now, I believe, in his 40s. But when he was in his late teens, early 20s, he was sentenced to the death. He was given a death sentence for killing a businessman in Oklahoma. Apparently, allegedly, this was a... um, a carjacking that led to murder. So he is accused of killing a man. Man pulled up in his drive, pulls up in his driveway. Julius Jones is accused of killing this man, point blank range, in front of his children and family, and taking the car um, and stealing the car, supposedly to have it chopped up, which is to break the car down and sell the parts. So he's accused of this crime. It is a heinous and cold-blooded crime, but, 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 there are some people who contend that Julius Jones is innocent, that he didn't do this, and that there's some evidence that points to the fact that he didn't do it. So what they've tried to do is they've tried to find evidence to prove his innocence. So Julius Jones was scheduled to be executed forgot how long ago it was, but four hours before his scheduled execution, the governor of Oklahoma commuted his sentence, and now Julius Jones has life in prison without the possibility of parole. As I watched this special and I listened to Julius Jones through audio and his parents and um, his friends and his former coach and then the lawyers, the, the original defense lawyer, which I think didn't do a very good job, but I don't know if it would have mattered in this case because this was a highly racially charged case because Julius Jones is African-American and the man that he killed is um, Caucasian. And so there was some racial racial tension there. And so and he was a rich man. He was a businessman, very successful man. So that all of that plays into how people go into or respond to a, a case like this um, as I watched it personally, I could not, based on, and they, they found some evidence now, they, the lawyers 
the new lawyers for Julius Jones wanted this bandana tested that supposedly he wore during the crime and they did find his DNA. It was about maybe 30% of his DNA was on this bandana. He contends that he did not wear the bandana, but someone else did. And I forgot that guy's name. That guy went to prison and got out. And Julius Jones is alleging that this guy possibly put the bandana and the gun that was involved in the crime in his house because he spent the night shortly after the crime. So celebrities have gotten involved in this case and it's a really sad case because Julius Jones clearly had a lot of potential. But his mistake, his biggest, biggest mistake was choosing the wrong flock. And that's what I want to talk about. I mentioned to you in my last episode that I'm doing on parenting. Um, and it's going to be a series. I'm going to go back to that. It was to the graveyard or to greatness, life, you know, parenting lessons. And I'm going to break down certain things. And this is all going to tie together because one of the most important things that a person has to learn that who you are around can be a matter of life and death. Who you are associated with can be a matter of you having a good life or having a bad life, getting into prison or being free. It is just that simple. And if you choose people who engage in crime and brutality and evil and you're around that, you're just like a clean glove that is dipped in to some dirt. The glove is going to get dirty. You are not going to have a good outcome, a positive outcome, if you associate yourself with bad people who do bad things. I hate to say people are good and bad because really, if we're honest, we all do good and bad. But some people practice evil. They practice bad things. And those people, if you're around them, you, not only you, but your family are going to be affected by what who you're around. So in this case, Julius Jones was a young person. He had a sister, he had a mother and father. He had an extended family. When he went to prison, they had a prison sentence. They suffered. And that's what happens when you, when you don't think about your choices and you want to just do whatever you want to do then what ends up happening is you hurt your family. So I I taught my daughter this, and this is what I said in the last episode. You have to teach your children that everything they do has a direct impact on the family. And everything you do as a parent has a direct impact on your children. These are facts. They're irrefutable facts. We are impacted by the people that we associate with, with whom we hang out, with whom we are around. And you cannot get a, you cannot get around that fact. And so here's the thing. Julius Jones, unfortunately, is in prison because he was dealing with criminals. And I could not, just based on the evidence and just my gut feeling and my spirit, I could not sense his innocence or guilt. It was one of those cases, and I'm new, normally I don't feel that way, where I just could not pinpoint if he was innocent or guilty um did he have something to do with the crime I couldn't determine that the one thing is clear though they don't have 
solid evidence against him. There were too many holes in the case. And really, you're not supposed to have a shadow of doubt, especially if you're going to send someone to death. And I would say that part, the evidence wasn't, it was, for me, it was mainly circumstantial. Well, now they're saying they have this forensic evidence, this DNA evidence because of this bandana. They have gone back and tested 20 years later. So with that in mind, though, what is very painful, it was about association. Here's a young man as a mother and father in the home. I'm, I'm thinking that they're teaching him right from wrong. They're telling him about friends. He had committed crimes, theft, and other things. And see, this is what made him look guilty because he had already committed some crimes that involved theft. I think he had a larceny charge. He had some other things. And in this case, this whole case that he's in prison for is about the theft of a truck, of a SUV. Um, and the man happened to be killed as a result of this and he you know is left in his driveway dead um and so all of that goes together and this is the thing as a parent you have to teach your children that what they do they get a death sentence you get a death sentence it's a different kind of death sentence but it's it's a death sentence nevertheless because they will never be able to see him from behind bars and let me tell you i just i'm almost finished i'm at the very very end of writing my wrongs by shaka's chain Sangor, the former James White. Um, and I'm going to tell you, prison is not a place you want to go. You do not want to go to prison. I'm glad to know that some people are trying to reform prison. Um, I, you know, your punishment is supposed to be you are separated from mainstream society. Your punishment is not supposed to be inhumane treatment. But in some cases, that is happening. And so it's very unfortunate. So you have to you have to teach this early and often. You number one, you have to talk to your children. You know, um, I'm amazed. When I was growing up, they used to say, you know, get out of grown folks' business. Or adult people didn't talk to children. Adult people talk to adults. And if you were trying to listen in and join the conversation, that was considered disrespectful. And so this is why a lot of children mess up because what they need is they need an adult person who has lived, who is sane, who makes good decisions and has good sense to talk to them. Children need to have conversations with critical thinkers in order to be critical thinkers. If you want your child to be a critical thinker and be able to problem solve, you have to talk to them about this and you have to be explicit. You also have to show your children the consequences without them actually being in it. So when I was, you know, when my daughter was growing up, I would use movies. I would do this for my students too. I would use movies. I would talk about books. I would do really use the news because the news is just filled with so many great tools to teach your children where they want to be and where they don't want to be. And we learn through many different ways. We can learn from other people's mistakes. And you have to teach your children, if the flock, if your flock is criminals, you are going to get, you're going to be a part of that and you're going to suffer the consequences. Because birds of a feather not only flock together, they end up in the same destination. If your friends are in prison, you're probably going to end up in prison. If your friends are dead it's a possibility that you're going to end up dead if your friends are broke then you're probably going to end up 
without any financial um, success either. We are affected by the people that we're around. And this is the greatest life lesson you can learn from the Julius um, Jones story. You can learn that you have to be mindful who you're around because in this story, in Julius Jones' case, there are some other people in a network, a criminal network, it seems. Now, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this from 2020. This is my first time hearing the story. And apparently he's had a lot of support and attention from, you know, celebrities that are very popular. And I think because I don't follow them, I wouldn't know about this. But he, the people that he was around, and it's, and, and, it's, and you really, when you follow the story, you can't tell who did what. They were involved in criminal activity. So it was easy, even if he didn't do it, it would be easy to pin it on him because he already had these larceny charges and he already, you know, had gotten in trouble with the law. He's around them. And so it just makes it easier for him to be accused. And that's what can happen to children. And you don't want that to happen to your child. I learned a long time ago that I do not want to be around people who are involved in certain things. And then it gets deeper. If I know that somebody that I'm connected to is involved <clears throat> with a drug-addicted person or a criminal, it's going to limit how I interact with that person. I will have to deal with that person with a long handle spoon. That person will have to be in the balcony and not on the front row. I'm very particular because what I understand is you can be killed through association. You can suffer just because of you're associated with one person and that person is associated with somebody else. And I'm going to tell you, before that story, before the Julius Jones story, we had a 2020 marathon in my house. There was a story, I can't remember the name of it, but this was the worst story of fatal attraction I'd ever heard. And I got to a podcast on it. It was about a woman. She was dating this guy. I think it was Iowa. And he broke up with her and he started dating somebody else. And this lady killed, killed this other person and then pretended like the person that she killed was harassing her and harassing the boyfriend. It was a hot mess. And then she even tried to accuse this man's former girlfriend or wife who he had children with of, of doing the kill. It was it was the worst. It, I had never seen a fatal attraction like this. It's, she burned down her own house. She killed her own dog. She shot herself. I was surprised she didn't get the death penalty. She got um, life. I don't think she can get out at all. But it was amazing. It was just, it was unreal. And you know what? The lady who was killed is association again. He was associated with someone who was clearly deranged, evil. I don't even know what category. She's all of that. <laughs> And because of this woman started dating a guy and he's got this kind of person in his life, she ended up dead. Her parents suffered. Her She had a son and this lady was torturing her son and the son, the son was smart though. His mother was dead. He didn't even know it. Nobody knew it because the other lady was making it seem like this young man's mother was doing all this bad stuff. And one time he said through Facebook, if you really my mom, and he gave her some questions and she couldn't answer them. And he knew what was up. But I'm telling you, just through association. So you're dating a guy. Just think about this for a second. You start dating a guy. 
he has ex-girlfriends or he has an ex-wife. Do you know them? Do you know who that flock is? Do you know if they're mentally sane or they're evil? Do you know anything about them? Well, guess what? You can lose your life because of who he is associated with or has been associated with. This is why I don't deal with certain people. You have to think about where is your flock going? Because it's not going to go to a good destination if the people are not doing good things. So if they suffer from mental illness or they are involved in drugs or they're involved in crime, if they don't want anything in life and they're not doing anything and you're around that, there is a 100%, listen to me carefully, a 100% chance that you are going to be affected by that. And this is what you have to do. You don't have to hate people because they are whatever problems they have. You don't have to hate them. You don't have to talk about them. What you have to do is not deal with them in your close personal space. You pray for them. You love them. You have to deal with them with a long-handled spoon because if you don't, you can end up killed. And this happens all the time. This this whole thing with this, and it happens on the other end where you have a couple, they break up. The woman or the man starts dating someone new, just what I just said. And then that ex comes back and kills the new person. And the new person may not even know what, what was going on. She, she they may, or he may not even have a clue that you had this deranged ex in your past association can be a matter of life and death it can be a good thing too you know when you have good friends i have been blessed beyond measure because i associate myself with righteous people with good people with people who are striving to do good things positive things constructive things they care they are humanitarians and because of that association with them, I have been blessed in so many ways in my life. So just like it can be a negative thing, like with Julius Jones, his association is a critical reason why he is in prison today and why he was almost executed. On the flip side of that, if he had been associated with and, and really dealt personally with good people and people who were trying to do positive things, then he can also he would have also been affected by that as well he probably would be a college graduate he would be doing great things in the community and his life would be so different and it's so sad because he's still young i think he's in his early 40s but there's a life lesson there and if you're listening to my voice and you have children you need to talk to your children and when i say talk to them i'm not talking about telling i'm not talking about telling don't do this don't do that that is not going to help your child. Talking and teaching are two different things. Teaching is about explaining things to your child, helping your child understand the consequences, helping them to get a visual of the consequences in a safe way. And some people feel like, well, are they too young? If you don't tell them now, you can't wait until a child is 15 to start teaching them about life. You can't wait until a child is 10. You got to start early on in childlike language to tell them about their friends about making good decisions because if you don't you can be the one either bearing your child or going to prison to see your child or going to a drug rehabilitation center and it doesn't have to be that way i know that even what 
even when you talk to your children and you do all the things right, even when you do all that, children still make mistakes. And they still do things that are almost inexplicable because they've never seen you do it and they're doing it. And so that does happen sometimes. And as I said in my first episode, there are two ways your children will probably make better choices. Number one, if you make better choices. You see, we are the first and most critical teachers for our children. What we do, our children, their brains when they're born, it's just like a hard drive and it's like a sponge and they're soaking up everything. But because they cannot read and they cannot write and the brain is not developed, they use the sense of sight more than any other sense and what they hear. So what you do in front of your children, how you act, you have to be critical about the people that you choose in your child's life and do not have anybody and everybody over your child. And that was another life lesson. I I told you we went through a series, um, a 2020 marathon, and there was another really tragic story. Um, This man, he was a serial killer, and he purposely chose women with children. Again, you guys, you have to be so careful about with whom you associate. And this man, through associating with this man, you got killed. If you if you dealt with this man, you got killed. And his wife, to her credit, she left him with the kids. She le- took her kids and left him. And as a result of that, she was spared because she got up and left. That's what you have to do. You have to disassociate. You don't have to hate them. You don't have to talk about them. You don't have to put them down, but you need to get away. Make a long story short, you've got to set that example. And you also have to teach your child. And you have to make sure that the home environment is a place where children want to be. You see, most of the time when children get involved with the wrong crowd or they're hanging out, it's because there's usually a lack of love at home. And I know that kids growing up, they naturally have this thing where we all want to be with our friends, we want to be with our peers. They understand us. They have the same, you know, maturity that we have. They're our age, so we can relate. But the bottom line is, your children need a place where there is love, where it's an environment that is conducive to peace and family. So, and I'm not saying that Julius Jones didn't have all this, you guys because um, it seems like he had decent parents trying to teach him how to do the right thing. And he chose to do something else. He was young, he wanted certain things, and he did not think, hey, I can go to school, or I can not get these things illegally, but I can work and I can get whatever I want legally. He, you know, people go through different phases, but you do increase the chances of your child doing better when it comes to choosing the right friends, when the home environment is a place that is conducive to good love and friendship. And that's what you have to do. You have to create an environment where your children want to come home. They want to be home. They like their home because it's peaceful, because it's not chaos, because it's safe, because it is safe. Because, and you, when your children want things and they can have things, you're able to explain these things to them when you are living honorably in front of them and they see you trying and you teach them things. And again, sometimes children don't follow even though they have the example, but you still have to set that example. We still have to be mindful of the examples that we set because they are watching everything. But the number one thing you teach your child is what they do will impact 
you and what you do will impact them, that it's all connected. And you got tons of examples. You have tons and tons of examples on both the good side and the bad side. So you guys, you ask yourself this question, where is your flock going? Where are the people around you going? What are they doing? If you take a clean glove, this is what I, the example I used to give my students, a visualization. You take a clean glove and you dip it into a pail of dirt, the glove is going to get dirty. If you are around people who engage in things that are evil, that are dark, that are dirty, that are against the law, they're criminal things, that dirt is going to get on you. And then when it gets on you, it's going to get on everybody around you. And this is why you have to be mindful with whom you are around and with, and with who you let into your life. Just like this other case on 2020, I'm going to talk about that one too. Um, the man was a serial killer and he met women with children. He intentionally sought them out and he would kill them. And some of their remains were found. And that is how um, they were able to find this one unsolved case. They did a lot of digging. It took years to do that. But that's what happens with association. And so take those lessons. I feel bad for Mr. Jones. I, again, I could not tell if he was innocent or guilty just from the evidence, just from the whole feel and vibe of the thing. But he didn't have to be in prison. And he probably would not have been in prison at all if he had not associated at all with the people that are involved in this case. But they're not serving any time if they are. Not anymore. They might have served some time, but not anymore. And a man is dead. A man, a family man, was shot in his driveway just coming home from somewhere. I, I think he had gotten ice cream for his kids. And he shot and killed for no reason other than to take something that he has worked really hard for. And that is a tragedy. And, we, and that's another thing. We cannot, just because we want something, we can't go out here and take it from somebody else. There are ways to get things that we want. And there's a right on because somebody killed him and somebody did take his car. And if it wasn't Julius Jones, it was somebody else. And whoever that was, and that's the thing. Again, you have to teach your children character and the consequences, good character, and the consequences of doing wrong always outweigh whatever it is you think you're getting or whatever feeling you had by doing the wrong, the pain is going to be a thousand times greater than any pleasure that you thought you got out of it. And that is a fact. That's an irrefutable fact. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I hope this blesses you. Teach your children to choose good friends and why. Teach them. Don't just tell them. Give them illustrations. Explain things to them. Help them understand that their decisions and who they hang around will impact you. You have somebody in your house, your, your child has a friend, and this actually happened. Um, there was a guy, He this was years ago, a story right out of Atlanta. He had some friends, and he had them in his mother's house. His mother was a hardworking woman, and he they ended up killing him and his mother. They weren't really his friends, but he started hanging around some people trying to fit in. And guess what? If you have to be like an eagle and fly alone until you can find people that are going in the same direction as you are going and if they want to be a part of it, then be alone because you will be alive. You won't just be alone, you'll be alive. And I'm telling you, this, this stuff is a matter of life and death. 
So I hope this blesses you. I am super late today, but it was such a pleasure to share. May God continue to richly bless your life. I'm Cherie Hardy, and this is Bad Thought Therapy. Have a beautiful day. Thank you.